Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome once again to another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. Now, the Scandinavian painter Sophia Lagrimar never gets tired of repeating her story about how, as a young art student in New York, she hid Jean-Michel Basquiat in a closet before smuggling him on a skiff across the East River to Far Rockaway, where she was hoping to have him live for a while in her aunt's two-bedroom apartment until he kicked his heroin addiction. Now, needless to say, it didn't work. And, and, and with each telling, Every time she tells this story, there's always a different reason why it didn't work. There's always a different reason why her efforts failed so miserably, so, 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 so tragically. So sometimes, sometimes she, she, she blames the, the, the crazy graffiti artist, uh, Enrique Aniotze. Remember him? Sometimes it's the fault of some unnamed collector who was owed too many paintings. Sometimes it's her aunt's fault. Often it's her aunt's fault because her aunt was the one who sold a, the, the, that famous interview to the New York Post. So sometimes it's this one and sometimes it's that one. It's always, but it's always, it's always, it's always somebody else's fault. It's, it's never her own fault. No. No, it's, 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 it, and, and, and it's an open secret where Basquiat was living. It's never her fault, but everybody knew because she told, she bragged to everyone, everyone willing to listen, that she had saved Western civilization by being the unofficial custodian of the world's greatest painter, the greatest painter of, of, of his generation. What a story. Anyway, I'm thinking about it because I recently had a meeting with Sophia Lagrimar and it, it, it took place exactly 48 hours after her really spectacular opening at the uh, Samtidskunst, I hope I pronounced that correctly, the Samtidskunst Museum in Trondheim. I, 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 I thought, I assumed I would find her elated after all the, the critics the critics were raving about it. Instead, she, well, she greeted me with a grunt and, uh, and a pair of perfunctory kisses, each one landing about, I don't know, six inches from my cheeks. I said to her, I said, <laughs> I said to her, what the hell's the matter? Which was exactly the wrong thing to say. And I, and I knew it was the wrong thing to say as soon, as soon as the words left my mouth. She says to me, What's the matter? What's the matter? I'm telling you, if she had a screwdriver in her hand instead of a large coffee, she probably would have, she probably would have stabbed me in the liver. I, I, I knew about Lagrimar's temper, and I wasn't about to be on the business end of her wrath if I was hoping to conduct a, I don't know, an entertaining interview with one of Norway's top artists. <laughs> well, what was eating her? I'll tell you what, what was eating her. This is what she tells me. She tells me that the night before, the night before her opening, she had a dream. She dreamt 
She dreamt that she saw her late father. The late father, the, the celebrated writer Kai Agmar. Um, and Agmar was surrounded by all his pointy-headed writer friends, the, the cream of the Norwegian literary scene. And, and in the dream, he saw her, but he barely looked up. He was too, he was too busy. He was too busy engaged in a passionate debate about the death of the metaphor with, with the underachieving poet Anker Rodstad. Now, at this point in the story, I can see that Lagrima's eyes are, are starting to tear up. She says that, 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 that Rodstad looks up at her and sees her and then turns to her father, and he appears to ask him a question. She's, she's trying to read his lips, but it's dark, and, and she's too far away. Her father all of a sudden looks up, sees her for about a split second, goes back to Rogstad and says softly but audibly, Oh, that's, that's my daughter Sophia. You know, she's always been such a terrible disappointment. This is her dream on the eve of her triumph at the Samtidskunst, this, this major, major, major museum exhibition. I, I almost felt sorry for her. Anyway, I tried to give her a hug, but she, but she literally, she literally pushed me away. And after that, I made every effort to maintain my journalistic neutrality. But you know, it, it's really, really hard to like her. It's, it's really hard to like Sophia Lagrimar. I mean, it's really hard to, to like many, if not most of the artists I interview for the podcast. I mean, if I can make a, if I can, if I dare make this general statement, this, this gross generalization. Artists, um, well, artists are unlikable. I mean, if I've learned anything after all my years of podcasting, after, after over a hundred episodes, after countless interviews, it's that artists are typically, well, Artists are typically disagreeable people. And, 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 and you know what? Maybe it's because I've spent the past 30 years living in California, but I find personally that given a choice between talking to some upbeat, ingratiating, amiable, phony, or Talking to some overly serious, straightforward, petulant, though thoughtful intellectual, I'd always opt for the former. See, life is short. Life is short, and it's therefore very, very important to focus 
on the superficial. So, here's my New Year's resolution for 2023. I will only offer, from now on, I will only offer good news. I will only feature artists who are filled with light. I will present only content that is uplifting and inspirational. I will only interview artists who are heartwarming and whose work is void of any kind of dread or or complexity. I will try to stir my audience into moments of exhilarated, dare I say, awesome optimism. Now, the painters that I will meet, that I will introduce to you, in 2023 will all be painting in bright, cheerful colors. The sculptors will all be artisans who, who, who chisel in, in wood or, or, or mold in, in clay. Even, even, even the conceptual and the performance artists will represent only the most, the most comforting ideas. And, 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 and the video artists will only be family friendly. So, if your work is sad, if your work is skeptical, if your work is dissonant, and if, and if your personality is abrasive, if it's, if it's grim or if it's honest, I'm telling you right now, in no uncertain terms, in the coming year, you will find no place in the lives of contemporary artists. <laughs>